Oh, no, that was a big yawn. <laughs> oh, no, we've too, just started. Too early for that. Stop yourself. Hello, Megan. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to Prosecco Theory, everyone. <laughs> oh, I thought you were welcoming me. Welcome to Prosecco Theory, Megan. I'm not new here. Oh, no. You may remember me from such episodes as every other one we've done before. (laughs) Can I just say that it is a little unacceptable how we're back in the 30s again, temperature wise? It hailed today really hard. It was like the apocalypse on my work ceiling. (laughs) <laughs> office ceiling whatever we're a little tired sorry we're, we're gonna, gonna get it together because this is a fun topic that's right we're gonna pep it up a little mm-hmm. should we do a disclaimer for people who may not be super comfortable yes okay <laughs> <laughs> why do you have that look on your face if you like to listen to our podcast in the car with your children oh that's which- a good call if you do that, also rethink some things, because most episodes are not appropriate. <laughs> um, you're going to want to turn this one off. You know what? My sister-in-law sent me a Marco Polo telling me that she had been listening to our, I can't remember which episode it was, in the car, and she went and picked up my little nephew, and it was still playing for a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> she sent me a polo saying that he wanted me to know that he was sorry I threw up in my purse. <laughs> She's like, I turned it off after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is one example of maybe your kids are paying more attention than you think. Right, are. right. And we're about to get a whole lot more X-rated than that tonight. So that's right. So if you yourself are not comfortable, or you know, you're my father, you might want <laughs> <laughs> because he is a pretty faithful listener. He is, I believe. He, but he skips episodes now and then. Yeah, it's maybe a skipper. Skip on past. <laughs> Let's talk about sex toys, Megan. Let's do it. I've been wanting to do this episode for a really long time. I know. You've brought it up a lot. I know. Michelle is pumped about the sex toys. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, why wouldn't I be? Yeah. Well, you yourself are a big consumer of the sex toys. I mean, you say big consumer. I have a few in my arsenal. But well, not like several. Not I mean, many. big in that like they are big. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, <laughs> big in that you have a strong appreciation. Proponent. Proponent. That's the word you were trying to think of. I was just searching for that word for yeah. a while, and we cut the part where we were trying to look it up. Yes, I am. I am. I believe the number is something like two thirds of women cannot reach orgasm via internal stimulation or penetration alone. Mm -hmm. So there is a healthy market for many toys that provide stimulation for the outer regions. And even the women who can reach orgasm that way still like to partake in the sex toy phenomenon. And why wouldn't you? It's just so much fun. Well, the clitoris has like 8,000 nerve endings, which is twice as much as a penis. Yep. And it is the only human anatomical structure that is purely for pleasure. Give that clitoris what it wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else for it to do. Maybe we should back up from our own sex toy usage and spew some facts like we typically do. I'm going to look up right now. What was the first sex toy? We did go to the Museum of Sex. I was going to say, at the Museum of Sex, we saw encased in glass some very old, some of the very early sex toys. Mm -hmm. Not battery operated, clearly. (laughs) No. An engineering feat. Look at this. The first documented use of a dildo comes from ancient Greece. I bet Um, they didn't call it a dildo. (laughs) No. This is amazing. Okay. So this is from an article in the Miami Herald. (laughs) Okay. World's oldest dildo. 
Scientists recently discovered the world's oldest sex toy, a prehistoric dildo <laughs> with a rounded, polished end and carved rings, like ribs for her pleasure. I how do they I know? Mean? Like, how do they know that's what they were using it for? Did they find it inside a skeletal vagina? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Uncovered during a cave excavation in Germany, the siltstone phallus is estimated to be about 30,000 years old. Wow. Amazing. I mean... They knew what penises looked like back then. So if they carved something to look like a penis, you could probably be pretty assured that that's what it was supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. What is the average age that a person, because it doesn't have to be female. Certainly not. Starts experimenting with sex toys. Starts experimenting? I don't know. But I do have some numbers here. There was a survey on statista.com. Share of people who own sex toys in the United States in 2022 by age group. This does not okay. delineate by gender. Okay. 18 to 24-year-olds, 76%. 25 to 29-year-olds, 86%. 30 to 34, 76. 35 to 39, 75. 40 to 44, 85. 45 to 49, 75. This is in the U.S.? Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of how I sex know. positive we are. Yeah. <laughs> 50 to 54, 69%. 55 to 59, 71%. 60 and older, 65%. Every age group is representing here. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty incredible. Well, I guess that just goes to show when you find something that works, people are going to use it. Whether yes. they feel comfortable being transparent about that or not. Because there was this really interesting article that you sent me where this gal was talking about how she keeps her vibrator in a box underneath a pile of sweaters in the top shelf of her closet, even though she is single, lives alone and has no children. Right. Because she has been conditioned to internalized like, shame. Yeah, the shameful thing to use a vibrator. So she like hides it away until she wants to use it. Yeah. You want pleasure? <gasps> well, because it's analogous to masturbation. Yeah. I mean, something else is doing the work for you. Listen, is... something needs to ring that devil's doorbell. Okay. <laughs> so I guess if you grew up in a religious environment or mm. a very conservative environment where that would be considered sinful, it may be hard even if you are willing to to purchase such a toy and use it for your pleasure and maybe hard to be transparent about it still. Yeah. And I bet even if it's a total secret, you're not sharing it with anybody. You're also still going to have feelings of shame yourself around it. So you like might use it because it feels good and then kind of hate yourself a little bit. And that fucking sucks. And then the pandemic hits. Then the pandemic hits and you're so glad that you have that box on top of your closet. <laughs> and yeah. for people who didn't, there was this interesting research done about the use of sex toys. Mm -hmm. And because people had a lot less access to each other and really just needed that release, that you health know, benefit. You know what they did have access to? The Online internet. shopping. I can't remember the percentages, but the sales in like three or four countries it named doubled, more yeah. than doubled of sex toys. Yeah. Well, and so many other industries were losing money, like sales were going down in so many ways because people were not out doing stuff. Right. And that was one industry that definitely did well. So well, in fact, that I saw a number that in 2017, it was a $16 billion a year industry. And now they're projecting that by 2030, it will be a $62 billion industry. Dang. Yeah. Talk about a coming out party. Yeah. For real. <laughs> now, if we could all just come out about our usage of it. Be <laughs> transparent, people. Talk about all the things 
destigmatize it. Destigmatize it. Do you think it's true that, let's just say women, for example, that use vibrators. Mm -hmm. Some people say that if women use vibrators all the time, that they desensitize themselves to a point where they can't have an orgasm from regular sex. I'm not sure I believe that. I'm so glad you asked, Megan. Okay. I would like to read you an entire article, but I won't. Oh, what's the article called? It's called Can a Vibrator Desensitize You? And it is from Best Health Magazine, which I believe is a Canadian publication. Okay. Written by Sadaf Asan. We asked two experts if using your favorite toy too much can lead to less satisfying sex with a partner. We are linking all these articles, obviously, like we always do. But please, every single fucking person, go read this article. It is great. Okay. They are talking with Gabrielle Landry, who is a Montreal-based doctor who specializes in sexual wellness, and asked, is it possible for all these little nerves to be desensitized by a vibrator? I'm happy to tell you no. Landry says, not a vibrator nor sex with a partner can desensitize you. In fact, desensitization is a serious condition that involves permanent nerve ending damage. Although you may feel numbness for a few minutes after stimulation, a vibrator cannot cause that kind of injury. Injury? Well, the nerve ending damage that causes permanent desensitization is an injury, right? Of some sort. So, no, no. I mean, it is possible to injure yourself during wild sex, but sure. usually that's like banging your head against it. But yeah, no, you cannot do it too much and lose sensation. Hear that, ladies? Go buy a Costco-sized pack of batteries. Keep it stocked. Also, hear that, men? So let your lady enjoy and don't be threatened by it, which is a whole <laughs> other topic I can't wait to talk about. We should dive into that. Let's do that. Some men do feel threatened by women who enjoy bringing a sex toy into the bedroom while they're having sex as partners or feel like they need it in order to breach that orgasm gap that we've talked about on prior episodes. Uh-huh. I know you have feels about this, Michelle. I do. Go. <laughs> like I said before... There are many, many, many women who cannot orgasm from penetration alone. And I am one of those women. Okay, question. Yes. You say that you cannot. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you have told yourself that you cannot and therefore you will not? Anything's possible. Okay. But knowing that the statistics are so high, Mm -hmm. I tend to think that in my almost 44 years, well, I guess certainly haven't having sex that long. Mom, don't worry. <laughs> like it would have happened at some point. Okay. Just lots of different so penises, you, sizes, shapes. All you've the tried things. real hard. Oh, yeah. It's not like you've given oh, up after like two partners. Absolutely not. Okay. No, 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 no. This is an, an ongoing thing and it's fine because there are other ways to do things. And it's not like that's not pleasurable. Right. It's just not going to finish the job for me. So Right. Still feels good. Exactly. So... I have had a couple partners who consistently were able to do that for me. To bring you there. Without (laughs) batteries necessary. Okay. Okay. And I've had many more than a couple who were not able to, certainly not consistently. And there's really no way for you to know going into it which partner is going to be that kind of person. Right. From talking to my science-y friends, it sounds like that's a pheromone reaction. Okay. Or at least partially that. Okay. And it wasn't until, honestly, the last couple of years that I have in my in my personal growth <laughs> gotten comfortable and confident enough to say as much 
Was it a shame thing before? Did you feel ashamed or did were you worried no. that you were going to make them feel yes. insecure? Because you, if yes. I recall from, you know, being your close friend, yeah. <laughs> you have told me about situations in the past where people's responses have been kind of like, oh, man, I didn't want to have to do that because I want to be the one yes. who... The first time I ever felt comfortable enough with myself and with the person to say, hey, I want to bring this in. Uh-huh. He said that not in a shaming way at all, not right. in any kind of way. He basically said, oh, God, I wish that I could do that for you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, no, we're not going to do that. But it was like, I wish that I could be that rather than you having to do that. And I looked at him and I said, don't make this about you. And he was like, oh, my God, you're right. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> because that's not a way that anyone's really looked at it until they've looked at it that way. You know what I mean? Well, I think part of it is that there are a lot of men who get a lot of satisfaction from getting their partner off. Absolutely. And so if they are unable to do that, they may feel insecure about it. Mm -hmm. Like there's something about them as a person. Yes. Or their like sexual prowess, you know, that they're not a good enough lover. Right. Yeah. That's a really common belief. And it also can be a hit to their sense of masculinity. Right. There was a study in the Journal of Sex Research, I believe in 2017, that found basically that. This is from an article. There's a big problem with female orgasms for, do you know the website I fucking love science? Yes. I love that place. So by Rosie McCall. And it says, in news that will shock no one, the men reported feeling more masculine when they had helped their female partner achieve orgasm, a case for why the fake orgasm is so prevalent. We can talk about that in a minute, too. Yeah. But perhaps more surprisingly, a woman's orgasm history, that is, whether she orgasmed or not with previous partners, had no significant effect on their replies. Neither did a man's attitude towards gender equality inside the relationship. Instead, what did have an effect was how comfortable or stressed the man felt about gender roles. So that could be, for example, whether or not he might feel threatened by a successful female coworker. The study authors argue that these results might imply, at least from the male point of view, that the female orgasm is less about the woman's pleasure and more about boosting the male ego, which is, of course, rooted in misogyny. (laughs) When you say is less about the pleasure and more about the ego, Mm -hmm. does that mean it's less about that for the man? Right. Okay. So because if it was all about the female pleasure, then they wouldn't have any problem bringing in whatever needed to be done to please her. Well, right. Yes, but I think also there are probably some guys that really want her to feel pleasure. They want to do it for her. Oh, no, I know. Not because they feel like threatened. Mm, I don't think you can separate those two things. This is a typical sticking point for you and me. So yeah. I think we need to <laughs> yeah. agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned something in there about faking orgasms. Uh This is a good segue. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about women who fake orgasms. First of all, have you ever? Oh, I'm sure that I have. Yes. Same. I mean, after this many years and this many partners, Uh I mean, I've been single a long time. Yeah. I don't make it a practice. Certainly not. But I'm sure that I have. Yeah, me too. Hang on. Let me find that article. Okay. It is aptly called... Why do women fake orgasms? Sorry. Also, it's written by a man. Just FYI. (laughs) (laughs) By Ben Taub for (laughs) IFL Science. This part was hilarious. Cracked me up. It says a team of psychologists from Oakland University have attempted to uncover the cognitive reason behind fake orgasms and have gone as far as to create the reasons for pretending orgasm inventory, (laughs) the RPOI, (laughs) from their findings. 
this list of 63 motives for women to falsify their sexual enjoyment can be divided into three basic subcategories, improved partner sexual experience, deception and manipulation, and hiding sexual disinterest. I'm sorry, 63 motives? Oh, that's pared way down, my friend. Oh, yeah. They started with like 300. It was 303, just reading down the article. And then they whittled it down to 95. And apparently it's... They must have had enough response on 63 of them or whatever that those are the ones they used. Wow. That's really interesting. (laughs) Sorry. There's another part of this article that cracked me. I'm not going to read the whole thing because people aren't listening to this to, you know, hear us read articles to them. But it says, uh, when it comes to real orgasms, scientists have come up with a number of theories as to why women experience moments of climax during sexual intercourse. Because God forbid we just feel good. (laughs) Among these is the idea that the contraction of the peristaltic muscles produces an upsuck effect, (laughs) decreasing the amount of sperm lost in flow back. (laughs) Is that like backwash? (laughs) And thus increasing the likelihood of successful fertilization. (laughs) Oh, those wasted sperm. Next time I have an orgasm, I'm going to be like, oh, here comes the upsuck. (laughs) Should be real sexy. So sexy. Oh Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I will say that of those categories... I didn't, again, don't make it a habit to fake orgasms and haven't sure. in a long time. That was something that anyone who is a grown woman who has says they have it, never yeah. once faked an orgasm is lying. Right. Never once was I trying to deceive or manipulate. They use an example here of that category of, I am planning to use the faked orgasm to get back at my partner for something. Like, what the fuck? Wait, how is you having a fake orgasm getting back at them? To throw it in their face later, probably. Oh, God. I know. I don't live like that. I don't play those games. I would think that in the moment you would just be like, you're not doing it for me. <laughs> Isn't that I mean don't know. Enough? You're in a really vulnerable position right then. Like, that might be a scary thing to do. Oh, it says also here, a reason for deception or manipulation would be that the woman themselves is insecure about not having orgasms. And so she would deceive so that she doesn't feel the shame of not being able to or whatever. Okay. But improving partner's sexual experience category, like that's what I would fall into, I think. And there is a further study they did after the RPOI that they did. (laughs) They did a survey called the Mate Retention Inventory, the MRI. Which sought to determine I really the, like their acronyms. They do. It sought to determine the frequency with which certain mate retention strategies are performed. And they noted that on the whole, scores obtained using the RPOI could be used to predict overall scores on the MRI, revealing that the desire to maintain a relationship is indeed a key driver of fake orgasms. So, like for me, it was more of the I want them to think they're doing a good job. Okay. You know, right. I don't want them to feel bad. I don't want them to know that they're not doing it for me or whatever. Mm, right to remember for me i would guess it was probably like i want to go to sleep yeah this has been going on for a while and i'm tired there's also that you've obviously had too much alcohol to finish so listen (laughs) you're waiting for me to finish that's gonna fall into either deception and manipulation or hiding sexual disinterest (laughs) i was interested when we started Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but it's been an hour and now i want to go to bed now i have lost interest yes And I am more interested in laying my head on this pillow and closing my eyes. Right, right. (laughs) So how do we uh, tie this back to sex toys? Well, okay. 
if we all, men and women, and everywhere in between and all around, felt comfortable. <laughs> not across, around. Not across. Around, not across the world. Around the <laughs> gender spectrum world. Not across it. It is a sphere, not a line. <laughs> If we all felt more comfortable talking about all of these topics, about orgasms, about sex in general, about sexual pleasure, about sex toys, about what we like. Right. If we felt comfortable talking about it, then we wouldn't, number one, probably have this huge orgasm gap. We wouldn't be faking orgasms. We wouldn't feel shame about using sex toys. Mm -hmm. Men wouldn't feel like less of a man for their partner wanting to use a sex toy. And we're talking a lot about women's use of sex toys here. And that is because I don't have experience as a man using a sex toy, but they do use them. They do, but statistically far less than women. I think here in this country, yeah, but in Europe, it's a much higher percentage of men. Not higher than women, but like overall higher percentage. Are there the sex toys that men use designed differently, designed for their pleasure? I would imagine. Okay. I don't know. I, again, have only ever used them as a woman. Right. And in my usage of them with a partner, they've only been my sex toys. So you never had a partner trot one out? No. And you know, I don't have a flashlight just in my drawer or anything. So (laughs) would you classify? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to ask you some yes or no questions. Okay. Would you classify a cock ring as a sex toy? Uh, Yes. Would you classify recreationally using Viagra as a sex toy? Toy? No. Okay. Enhancement? Aid? Sure. Yeah, but not a toy. Well, the recreational negates the aid. I guess it's still an aid, but a lot of people use Viagra recreationally like they don't need it, but it's fun, makes things last longer and happen again more quickly. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. What about things that are used during play, but don't have batteries and vibrate like blindfolds, handcuffs? Would you consider those sex toys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not just vibrators. It's a whole world out there. Right. So really, it's just things that bring some variety and spice and, you know, change the way, in some cases, something feels or... Mm -hmm. Because blindfolding somebody could change a sensation just like using a battery-operated toy could. Sure. And really, if you think about it, isn't it true that the more liberated we all feel about this, the more fun we could all have, right? Because you're more free to express yourself and try new things. Well, and it's still intimacy. I mean, yeah. you're still having this private experience, as private as you want it to be, I guess. Sure, but yeah. in most cases, you're still having a private experience with your partner. Mm-hmm. So even though you are trying new things or doing something different or bringing a toy into the picture or whatever, it's not like all your family and friends is there watching. <laughs> you can be <laughs> open with each other and not anyone else if that's where your comfort zone is. Yeah. And quite frankly, isn't that even more intimate? The fact that someone's willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and open up and share that with you mm-hmm. rather than just, this is the thing I do on my own. Right. Interestingly, I was just talking to somebody about this and asking the question, like, are you someone who is threatened by... Or intimidated. Or, right. Yeah. Do you feel some kind of way about sex toys in the bedroom when used together? And he said no. And then he talked about a previous partner who would get upset knowing that he masturbated when they weren't around. Saying like, That's insecurity right there. Well, it's the same thing. It's just in yeah. a different, mm-hmm. the, like the gender swap there, right? It's right. the same fucking insecurity, the same feeling. Like, but what do you need that for? You have me. You don't need to do that. 
It's an and. It's right. not an instead of. It's not of. instead of. Yeah. And again, no one's getting desensitized, so. Right. That's kind of like people that get upset if their partner is masturbating and thinking about somebody else, whether it's like a movie star or the chick they saw in the grocery store or the guy that is in the new Magic Mike movie, which I just went and saw, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> not going to win an Oscar, but <laughs> weird. Definitely a lot of hot guys. I got what I came for. Excellent. Hey. Did you came what you got for? No. Oh, I was doesn't make friends. any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew what you meant. Yeah. What was I saying? I got so distracted <laughs> by Magic Mike. People thinking about other people. When oh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird to me that partners will get upset. I mean, I guess it would be one thing if they were like, well, I was thinking about your sister. I was or just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> But I was thinking about Jessica Alba. Go for it. It's a fantasy. And it's something that they're keeping as a fantasy, not something they're acting on. Right. The only thing that I would say, like the caveat to all this is if you have a consistent partner, if you're in a long term situation, and they never want to have sex with you, and still they masturbate all the time. Like if it's too far in any one direction, Mm -hmm. that's not like there's something bigger going on there. Sure. Yeah, it's probably not sexual. Like, it's probably some relational things happening that you should address. Or if you only ever want to use your vibrator and you never want your husband to touch you or whatever. Right. That's a bigger sign of something going on. Right. I just flash back on that scene in the show Sex Life when she and her husband (laughs) are trying to have sex. And then she finally just gives up and gets the vibrator out because there's too many distractions happening. Mm -hmm. It reminded me that season two of that show is coming out, I think, in a couple months. Yeah, it's so excited about it. Now, folks, if you haven't seen Sex Life on Netflix, it is garbage, but it's great. I loved it. It's great. (laughs) I mean, it gets pretty dirty. Yeah. It's not porn, but for Netflix, they show a fair amount of stuff. Yeah. There's some very beautiful people who get naked. Can't complain. What more could you want? Yeah. Again, not winning any Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> it could be an Emmy for a TV I show. I doubt it. But... <laughs> doubt it. Yeah. So just grab a bottle of wine and watch some sex life. It's great. And your magic wand. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, speaking of, let's talk about some actual sex toys. Should you start with a magic wand since you just referenced it? Well, now, the New York Times on February 2nd of this year, put out a review, an article called The Best Vibrators. Oh, the times. And it says shopping for sex toys can be intimidating, especially for people who've never bought one before. After putting in 140 cumulative hours of research and testing, (laughs) how do I get that job? I know. Where do we apply? Those hours included interviewing sex researchers, crowdsourcing opinions from enthusiasts, and analyzing data from 10 volunteers who have tried more than 20 different models since 2014. They have concluded that the cordless magic wand rechargeable is the best vibrator for clitoral stimulation. Which, by the way, totally looks like a microphone. Looks like a fake microphone (laughs) slash a back massager or something. Which I guess, really, it could massage wherever. True. So their overall pick is the magic wand rechargeable. It says no toy offers the same level of power and intensity as the magic wand. The rechargeable model is considerably more expensive than the original corded version, but it's worth the additional cost. I would think so. For on the go. I don't want to deal with that cord. (laughs) No. I only have cordless things now. You got to find a plug-in and... (laughs) No, all my plugs are taken up by fucking chargers and and my Wi-Fi and lights and, you know, TV. You're going to have to get one of those extenders. Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you can get this magic wand rechargeable for, it looks like, anywhere from $110 to $150. And so the runner-up was the magic wand plus that is the corded version. Anywhere from $60 to $120. That was predictable. The budget pick... (laughs) Is the Satisfier Purple Pleasure. Oh, I liked the look of that one. It was sleek. 
It's a nice purple. It was beautiful. It says this toy offers strong vibrations, has a rechargeable battery, comes with a 15-year warranty, all at a fraction of the price of similar models. 15-year warranty. Could you imagine someone being like, listen, I've had this vibrator and I've been using it for 14 years and I'd like to return it. Yeah, listen, finally, <laughs> I wore it out after 14 years. Where do I send it? Given that it's between $29 and $50, I think so, <laughs> you can well, just I'm buy just a new saying, one. Yeah. Like, could you imagine the warranty department? Are they really accepting returns on vibrators that people have it's used? It's like the Nordstrom of sex toys. <laughs> They'll Who take wants anything to touch back. that? <laughs> they work in that company. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I hope they are unpackaging with gloves is all I'm saying. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more listed here that just says, also great, the Dame Air, A-E-R, for $99. It is a suction and vibration. The suction vibrator prevents prevents nope provides (laughs) prevents nothing (laughs) nothing provides diffuse customizable sensations in a small convenient size i like a nice portable vibrator i've had a strong recommendation from a male friend actually oh he was gonna send you one he never did hey still send me that hey you were supposed to send that (laughs) anyway send two (laughs) try to find a bogo offer (laughs) And it is got a sucking device on it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, rave reviews, you know, that he's experienced when using this on other people. Oh, okay. The the reported reviews to him. Yes. Or what he's witnessed, anyway. Yes. Have, okay. I have one that has a purported sucking situation, but it's, I think, a kind of cheaper thing and not not a perfect fit. Is it noisy? Does it feel like when you're at the dentist and they do that thing in your mouth and then they're like, close? (laughs) No, Megan, it does not. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I imagine it sounding like that. (laughs) I didn't ask you to demo. Sorry, this is not an ASMR podcast, folks. Uh, People literally just jumped when that happened. I'm sorry. Okay, well, Megan, yeah, do you have any sex toys? You know what? I just got a really good one at the White Elephant Party. Oh, yeah, that's right. Finally busted it open and took it for a spin. A plus. Not the butt plug. No. (laughs) Also a sex toy, by the way. I did not receive the butt plug. The butt plug was just hidden in your house somewhere. Yeah, that is not what I Yet to be found. I used the sex toy (laughs) that came from Blessa Co., Balesa.co, our yeah. organic porn that That's we right. pimped two years ago. No wonder it was so fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember what it's called, but that one is a real good one that I have right now. That's and then I have one that was pretty good, but I lost the charger somehow. <laughs> you know what? I once lost a charger and I wrote to the company and I was like, you guys, I lost the charger. Oh. What am I going to do? And they <laughs> sent me a new one. Oh, I should look into that. I've never gotten rid of it. Maybe that's still an option. I literally crowdsourced because I couldn't figure out what company it was because I didn't have like a box or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And I put a picture on this Facebook group that I'm in of all women. And I was like, somebody, please help me. This is the only place I can think of to ask. And they fucking figured it out. <laughs> I was like, you guys are the best. The internet's amazing. Yeah. Remember when we all used to have passion parties? Oh, yeah. Those toys were always such crap, though. They really were. But the parties were <sighs> fun. Parties are fun, but the toys always break. Yeah, they did, they don't have a long shelf life. Yeah. I have a funny story. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. In 2019, the guy I was with at that point, we went on a little weekend away. Okay. I brought 
first, okay, this is a multi-part funny story. So he had nicknamed this particular vibrator Captain America because I had found a to- like an actual Captain America toy uh-huh. in my bed that belonged to my son at one point. I found. <laughs> okay. I told him that sometime later he saw this and he's like, oh, is that Captain America? So it became. Oh, okay. I get America. it. I get it. Yeah. So I brought this with us on this weekend away. And then um, when I got home, I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, no. oh God, did I leave it in the Airbnb? Like what? <laughs> oh, fuck. It's not going to be a great review for you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my ex-husband was about to go to the same town the following weekend for like a golf trip. <laughs> I was joking with my then boyfriend, like, I should just ask him to <laughs> swing, swing by and pick it up by and ask them if they found it. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be thrilled to do that. You know what? He probably would have thought it was fucking hilarious and he probably would have done it if I asked him to. Oh, um, but yeah, then I found it in a different pocket of my bag. So Thank no God. harm done. I had it the whole time. I just <laughs> really thought it was gone and I was very sad because it's the one I had gotten the extra charger for too. So you were more upset about possibly losing it than you were about someone else finding it? Yes. Okay, good. Your priorities are on straight. <laughs> Look, people have sex toys, clearly. Right. What was it? Basically, an average of like 75% of 18 and older. I will say, though, like if I saw somebody else's sex toy sitting there, I probably wouldn't really want to like touch it or pick it up because I'd probably be well, like, sure. Is this juicy? Like, what? <laughs> Gross. But like. <laughs> exactly. That's why I wouldn't want to pick it up. No, I mean, if I, if, if. Okay. <laughs> Number one, if I checked into a room uh-huh. and somebody's sex toy was left behind, I would have questions about how thoroughly that room was cleaned. That happened to me once. You found a sex toy in a room? Uh-huh. Really? It was at Hotel Max in downtown Seattle. <laughs> no shit. Which is... Putting them on blast. Well, no, here's the thing. <laughs> I fucking love that hotel. Mm-hmm. It is... It's nice. Super cool. And it is super sexy. Mm-hmm. And they actually... I don't know if they still do it anymore. But they used to have packages, like romance packages. And I think you could get, you know, wine and even like lube and shit like that. So when I opened this side drawer and there was a sex toy in it, I was like, I'm not sure if someone left this here or if this is like part of the package. Hotel provided, but that seems (laughs) like it would be weird. Only if it's a gift to just you and you could take it home. Right. So I was like, I'm pretty sure someone just left it behind. But out of all hotels, I could see why that happened there. But it was kind of funny because normally when you're in a hotel and you open the bedside drawer, you you got the King James Bible. You find a Bible in there. (laughs) This is somebody else's version of the Bible. That's my kind of hotel. (laughs) Yeah. So That's- anyway, no, I'm not bagging on Hotel Max. Love Hotel Max. It's pretty yeah. cool. But clean up after yourself. Like, Well, sometimes you forget things. Yeah. I didn't mean to think I forgot the sex toy I didn't forget. Whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like, I really like was like, oh, no, where Friends did episode it? that's like, they don't know that we know that they, they know. They know we know. Yeah. Anyway, any final thoughts? <laughs> no. I just would really love some recommendations if people have them. If you've got an amazing sex toy, please email us and tell us what it is so we can immediately order it on Amazon. Well, I did just order one today that will be here for tomorrow, which will be Valentine's Day for me to spend alone. So (laughs) 
which is supposedly with much more of the suction. Hey, that sounds like a great Valentine's Day. We'll see. Happy Valentine's to you. Anyway, I'll let you know how that goes. And we're going to have a Galentine's Day. Hell yeah. Per usual, though, Mm -hmm. we do our research after the fact. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, maybe, you know, we pick topics that we're interested in and then we're like doing our podcast and we're like, hmm, I'm going to spend a little more time on this. Yeah. This is definitely an episode I could spend more than a little time on. I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to find the perfect vibrator. Sure. That's ambitious. We all have to have goals. That's right. That's my new goal in life. I like your ambition. And you all will benefit from my knowledge. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, God. Mom, if you're still listening, I love you. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us. Megan's dad, I hope you're not here. (laughs) He would just shake his head. Yeah. Like, these girls. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's fucking call it. Okay. It's your turn. I did it last time. Yeah. And so well. The ratio is... (laughs) I do it one time for every 35 times you do it. That sounds about right. Yeah. We are glad that you are here listening with us, learning as we go, as we learn. As we do. As we do. And we hope that you will go online to ProseccoTheory.com and find all the ways that you can interact with us and support us. We are on Instagram at Prosecco Theory. You can email us at cheers at ProseccoTheory.com. You can find our merch at tpublic.com. And we have a charity site. <laughs> Megan is so thrilled about this. Michelle is just wants to bring my fucking neck. Fucking throw something at you, my Valentine. Um, I love you. We are on patreon.com slash psychotherapy, and you can become one of our subscribers there. There's a lot of hand motions happening because I'm feeling it and putting it out into the universe. Listen, if you felt so inclined to go to Patreon and join us there, there's different levels. It doesn't have to be much. I think it can even be a one-time thing. I don't really know how it all works. We're new here. (laughs) But you will get exclusive things that other people will not fucking get and won't you feel special. And you could even have a chance to hang out with us, which seems very anticlimactic to me because I (laughs) hang out with me all the time. But maybe that's meaningful to someone. Or pick an episode topic. Hell yeah. Which is a little scary, but... Again, we reserve the right to refuse. (laughs) Or work with you to find something new. We'll be reasonable, though. Absolutely. And clearly, we'll talk about just about anything. So Mm -hmm. bring it on, is what I say. And we thank you for sticking with us for this (laughs) mind-blowing content. (laughs) That hopefully leads to mind-blowing sex. Not tonight. Well, with myself, maybe. Maybe when you listen, though, you bust out your sex toy and I'm talking to a listener. Oh, okay. Because like, I wouldn't certainly do that to my own voice. That would be weird. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) 